Assalamu alaikum girls, I hope you're all in the best of health and iman inshallah. Welcome back to another episode on the E Muslima podcast. Okay, so previously I've actually um, done a couple of podcast episodes where I talked about, um, in quotation marks, how to be a Muslim it girl, where I kind of spoke about finding your inner peace and making sure that you are on top of your ibadah, such as like Quran, implementing the sunnah, you know, um, doing your salah and all of these things, right? And I thought, you know what, these podcast episodes, alhamdulillah, went absolutely viral. Like they're probably my two most popular, most popular podcast episodes that I've recorded. So it was how to be in uh, Muslim It Girl but Ramadan edition and then the original main one as well. I might have done a third one, I can't actually remember. And so this really inspired me and it made me actually think okay, Rizwana, you've talked about how to be a Muslim It Girl and kind of talked about all the things that somebody could do. But how can all of this happen? Like, what do I need to start off with? And I actually got a lot of questions from sisters asking me this. So it literally put in my mind, I thought to myself, actually, I think I'm going to make a series. And I thought it would be a nice series because I've kind of talked about it in general already, but I want to do it kind of step by step. So it's kind of like you have the building blocks to get there. Again, I'm not a scholar or anything. I just do my own research. And obviously, you know, in a hadith, it is stated Prophet Muhammad said that obviously, you know, seeking knowledge is obligatory upon Muslims. So seeking knowledge is actually a part of our worship when it comes to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course, when Whenever you are blessed with this knowledge that Allah has given to you, you need to share it with other people because, you know, spreading goodness amongst the ummah is very important and, you know, supporting one another to become better people, better Muslims and do things that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also very important as well. So I thought to myself, what could I start this series off with? And I was actually reflecting on my own journey. And of course, again, I'm on my own journey and everything that I'm saying in this podcast, by the way, same thing with all of my other podcasts is that all of this is a reminder to myself foremost. So I was thinking to myself and I was actually talking to my friends about it as well. And I thought first thing that I wanted to do was sort out my environment. I looked at my environment around me. I looked at the friends that I had. And this is, I'm talking about me like maybe a few years ago, like COVID time or maybe just a year before COVID. Look at the friends that I have around me. Look at, you know, how my actions and my behavior is affecting those around me. Think about where I am. Where's my safe space? Where do I do my ibadah? How can I, you know, where do I feel the most happiness? And I just thought to myself, actually, what I realized was as soon as I started sorting out my environment and I started adapting this peaceful environment around me and trying to implement different things that can cater to my environment to make it better and more pleasing and it, you know, allows me to have that motivated drive, that's when I realized because of the environment that I've changed all praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through Allah's mercy because of the change of my environment that he has blessed me with it made a big difference to my motivation and actually implementing my obligatory acts of worship and making sure that I'm always consistent with them and always prioritizing them so that's what I wanted to talk about today so I wanted to talk about um, how to build your own peaceful environment as a Muslim woman because it's really important because once you literally once you sort out your environment you become a different person because the positivity feeds into you from your environment and obviously vice versa as well and it allows you to just keep going and keep pushing yourself whatever your environment is that's how you are as a person that's how I see it as well if you 
you've got a negative environment around you, of course, that's going to have a negative impact on you. It's going to, you know, be very negative in the long run. It might, you might not see the uh, effects of it now, but you know, you will eventually see it. But then, whereas if you have a positive environment, then it allows you to be reminded of these positive things around you and also allows you to remind yourself as to why you are in this dunya. So obviously, as Muslim women, well, number one, the biggest thing I'm going to say is build your environment based on Islamic principles, based on the principles from the Quran and the Sunnah, base your environment off that. Because number one purpose and the only purpose actually why Allah has brought us into this dunya is to worship him and him alone nothing else everything else in this dunya that we have been blessed with is just a means to get closer to him or it's just a means you know to be tested with so it's important that whatever environment you build you build it based on the sole pur purpose of you worshiping Allah if you start for example building an environment where you want to make money so you're around you know so many entrepreneurs and you're around like I don't know traders or whatever right that's going to obviously keep you motivated, but you're not fulfilling your own purpose. It's going to be keeping you motivated to make money. You're going to, that's, that's what you're seeing because you see it in your environment. That's what your mind is going to naturally think. So if you create an environment that promotes Islamic growth and promotes growth where it allows you to be closer to Allah, then that is the number one thing. Everything else can follow after that, but you need to make sure that your environment has that core where, you know, it's allowing you to grow religiously because you can't just become the best Muslim you can be over one night. It takes time. But the biggest impact that, you know, it will have on your growth as a Muslim woman is your environment. So it's really important to start off with that as well and just have that as the sole intention. So like I was saying before, number one, set your intentions with your environment. And obviously from one Muslim to the next, I'm going to say that environment needs to be catered and it needs to to have that focal point where you are um, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where you realise that is your purpose. And then you can start building around it. And that's what we're going to move on to next. Building a safe and peaceful environment as a Muslim woman is so important because it allows you to feel so secure and supported in your daily life. And when I'm talking about, you know, feeling supported in your daily life, you actually physically feel that support from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you are you have that beautiful environment that allows you to stay stimulated to work hard to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every single day, you're going to be reminded of your purpose and you're going to feel secure because only we can place our trust in him. If we want anything in this dunya, it's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can give it to us you know for example you want to be rich okay I'm just using this as an example but really you can't be rich without the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that's your number one point like you need to remember that whatever you are trying to build for yourself and that environment and that system you need to remember that whatever you want in this dunya and even when you want jannah as well you know may Allah grant us all jannah I mean but the fact that we want everything and we have these desires and we have these needs and wants we have to remember we can only get this through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that shows very strong iman I've made so many podcast episodes talking about how to increase your iman so do look into that first because i'm not going to talk so much about iman and stuff even though all of that is central to building your environment but that's shown in other podcast episodes so if you look at if you listen to my how to be a muslim it girl other episodes you'll be able to hear how i talk about how to increase your iman as well 
Also, another thing, by helping you build that safe and peaceful environment, it also allows you to promote, you know, your positive mental and emotional health, which is so crucial for your overall well-being. It's really important that you create an environment around you that helps you, you know, when times are tough, that allows you to have that strong mental health and that willpower to do everything that you can to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter how hard it gets. And also creating a safe and peaceful environment can help combat discrimination and hate speech and also kind of removes any toxicity and negativity from your life as well if you remove if you choose to remove that stuff okay as soon as you start removing negativity from your environment it's going to have a long-lasting effect on your overall mental health and your confidence and your you know how you view yourself as well Okay, so let's talk about how to actually create a peaceful environment as a Muslim woman to help you get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we talked about number one, setting your intention and purpose and making sure that the purpose of your environment is to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because that is the only way you'll attain you know genuine goodness from this dunya okay and this dunya is very toxic so only relying on Allah and having an environment dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will get you even closer to him inshallah number two and that is to practice patience and kindness in your interactions with others so what I'm trying to say is, if you want that peaceful, positive environment around you, it needs to also come from your character as well. You can't tell me that somebody who is mean, horrible, rude, has a very negative character, character has a good, happy environment around them. That's not possible. They might think they do because they're blinded to it, but it's just not possible, okay? Because that's just fake. So it's really important that if you want to have goodness in your environment, you need to be good to others as well. When you're good to others and those around you, it naturally attracts them and naturally draws them closer to you. And it allows them to become your environment slowly, then start feeding into that environment that you are making. And then inshallah, you know, you are surrounding yourself with good people. The people that you hang around with is a reflection of who you are. So if you are good to people, then people will love that and will be naturally inclined to you but if you are bad to people and you're very selfish and you don't want to help others and you don't have the intention of helping others or benefiting others then you're going to struggle a lot and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will also see you in a negative way if you do not have a good character as well so again remember it links to our mindset that whatever we want so if we want our akhirah for example only Allah can give us our akhirah but we need to work for it so again linking it back to our real intention also there is a beautiful hadith by prophet muhammad sallallahu wasallam and he said that the most beloved deed to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a servant that is beneficial that is good to other muslims okay because what that shows is and you know what's so beautiful about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that he is a rahman a rahim the most compassionate the most merciful and you know he is the most giving as well he is al-razak al-wahab like he is the bestower of gifts and you also have to think about it this way and the most beautiful concept about this hadith is that when allah sees that you are kind to one of his beautiful servants right Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be even more kind to you. If you are, you know, very generous, if you like to give others, you know, if you like to give charity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you more in this life and the hereafter. You know, if you are forgiving to others, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be even more forgiving of any sins that you do. And we can never beat that because he is 
the best of all of the positive attributes that we have read when we're looking at his names and everything. You know, we can be kind, but he is the most kind. You know, we can be, you know, very generous, but he is the most generous. You know, we can be very giving, but he is the most giving. And we need to think about it this way. So when Allah sees that we are good to his servants, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us more. And when he gives us more, obviously it's going to be good right subhanallah so that's going to cultivate our environment naturally as well when we when we are good to people we can expect the best from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we might not see the goodness straight away but it will definitely come and you never know maybe all of this goodness allah doesn't want to give it to you in this dunya because perhaps he is saving it for your akhirah and to be honest you can't ask for more than that because that is the best of best right and that's how i think of it is that if you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless your environment and to make it easy for you because obviously setting the environment is really important but obviously all of the good things that happen and all of the closeness that you get towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Allah making you come to him and if you want that you need to make sure that you are doing the best you can to be the best you can to others as well and to those around you. Even in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states that he will not change the condition of a believer until that believer changes what is in himself. So it's really important that this Quran verse is basically telling us that we need to put in the efforts ourselves to get the good that we desire from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, you can't just expect Allah to give you everything that you desire if you aren't being good yourself. Because, you know, Allah needs to see your efforts and you will be rewarded for your efforts. And also we need to remember that we actually get more rewarded for our struggles and what we do um, to strive to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the actual good deed itself. And every step that we take closer to him, even if it's a tiny baby step, he will reward us um, in every step of the way. So that is just such a beautiful concept that I just wanted to talk about when it comes to looking at yourself and bettering your character so that you can expect the most beautiful blessings from your Lord. Okay, number three, and that is to cultivate a positive mindset and avoid negative self-talk. Again, it's your, it's how you view yourself. It's a perception, okay? If you view yourself really negatively and you feel so insecure and you let your past define you, you're not going to be able to move on. You're not going to be able to build that positive environment because you are stuck in your own thoughts. And when you start doubting yourself and you keep putting yourself down, you're not going to have that motivation to change yourself either. You know, somebody that wants to change themselves and wants to, you know, turn their life around and be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again, it requires determination it requires you to accept your faults and your past and move on as soon as you seek repentance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will forgive you for all of your sins he won't even bring it up again that's how merciful our Rabb is and you need to have that you know perception of yourself as well if your Allah can forgive you then who are you not to forgive yourself as well yet of course we feel guilty because Allah has given us so many blessings endless blessings that we can't count and yet we are still sinning but you have to remember that Allah's mercy is not the same as the mercy that we see in other people and it's it's truly beautiful so again avoid that negative self-talk because as soon as you fall into that trap it's hard to get out of it and it's hard to make those changes you need to have a certain mindset when it comes to those changes and that is you know being resilient being able to accept your own past and also realizing that you are trying to build a better future for yourself 
And also you need to remember, there's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made you go through that past. And that was perhaps so that you are able to identify what you did wrong and become a better person. And you also need to take this as a big blessing because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides whom he wills. So if he has chosen to guide you, that's the biggest blessing ever because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can easily blind people's hearts and let them stay in that sin and let them stay in their um, present and their present might be very bad. So be grateful that he has put that change in you to now move on forward. And remember what I said, as soon as he forgives you, he does not bring it up again, okay? He conceals our sins for a reason. So avoid that negative mindset and don't you know have negative self-talk and also remember that negative self-talk comes from shaitan so we need to remove that immediately and one way to avoid this negative self-talk and truly i believe i've i've tried this so i really do think it works and that is to do as many good deeds as you can the more you associate yourself to doing good deeds because remember it's allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gives us those good deeds for us to pursue which is so beautiful as well because allah wants us in jannah so he allows us to get to these good deeds and to perform them but the more good deeds you do the better you are going you're, you're going to be at, at associating yourself to the positive rather than than the negative you're going to think actually hang on a minute recently i've been doing good in this deed, deed this deed this deed and so on you're going to start without realizing associating yourself to the positives than the negatives number four and that is prioritizing forgiveness and letting go of grudges this is so important because you know that's again when we create the biggest sins we expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us right and he does if we are very sincere in our repentance and Allah forgives us straight away as soon as we feel guilt in our hearts and that little bit of willingness to change he forgives us you know, he's Al-Ghafur, he forgives us all the time, often, and he is the, you know, the greatest at forgiving. So what, who are we? Like, we are just humans, right? Who are we to not forgive other people? You know, Allah is Al-Malik, he's the king of kings, and yet he forgives us, okay? But yet, as humans, our ego and pride stops us from forgiving other people, and we can't do that. If we want Allah to forgive us for the greatest of sins, because we do not disobey anybody else more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is fact okay because whatever sin we do we are going against Allah it might not affect our friends as much if we sin um if we do a sin that's to do with ourselves it's not going to affect the people around us it might do but it's not going to drastically change their life but it affects you know our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's dangerous and we need to ensure that we seek forgiveness from Allah right away because Allah will forgive us right away and it's important that you have that perception that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will and again you also have to remember that if you want Allah to forgive you you need to start forgiving others as well we need to start possessing that attributes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has and even if it's like 0.1% of what he is you know we need to possess all of the qualities that Allah loves we need to be kind to others we need to be forgiving we need to be giving to others you know we need to be generous we need to be honest you know we need to be that trustworthy person when someone confides in us so we need to adopt those attributes as well number five and that is to focus on building healthy relationships with family and friends think about how many times we might have not been good to our parents just deep it okay just reflect on what you've done you might be such a lovely person to your friends but actually who's more deserving of your kindness and love it's your parents right because or your guardian or whoever looks up, you know looks after you like growing up 
our parents have sacrificed so much. So that's why, you know, along with us, Salah, Allah tells us to be, you know, give charity, but also be very good to our parents and have a good character. So start mending your relationship with your parents. One thing I've realized, as soon as you start being good to those around you that have done so much for you, you value them more and you actually appreciate Allah's blessings and you don't underestimate all of these blessings that we take granted for, you know? We don't think about how big of a blessing it is to have parents. We could have, Allah could have given us a different story. We could have been somebody without parents. And that's when we would be sitting there thinking, oh, you know, it would be nice to have a mother or a father, right? So we need to be grateful, okay? We need to be so good to our parents because you never know when they're going to pass or we might pass before them. And imagine passing away whilst having a bad, difficult relationship with your parents. That's so, that's just not a good ending for you or for anybody. Or imagine your parents passing away and you just, because of the grudge that you held, you couldn't have that good relationship with them. So it's important to build healthy relationships. And when I say healthy relationships, I'm not like a relationship coach or anything, but set boundaries in place of course but they need to be healthy boundaries as well and not just you know building relationships with your parents but those around you you can't just let people walk all over you because again now you're letting other people dictate your environment and that is just not the way to go one thing that i'll tell you is never ever let anybody else dictate your environment only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can as soon as you focus on allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you make him a priority your entire environment will be based on Allah not on people you don't want to be pleasing people again I've done another podcast episode to do with pleasing Allah versus pleasing people so definitely go and check that out as well um, next one is and also another thing before I move on to the next point um, building healthy relationships with friends now friends are crucial when it comes to building your environment and that is because when we are with around those that possess good a good character and good attributes that Allah loves it allows us to always be close to that person and they inspire us to do better now alhamdulillah for example all of my friends are very much on deen and they strive they're not perfect or none of us are but they strive so hard to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every day and we always center our conversations around that and as soon as you start doing that watch how your environment just changes itself all of a sudden you start disconnecting from people whose priority isn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know may Allah guide them but then you start connecting with people who are like-minded and who want to fulfill that their only purpose is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala soon as you do that it helps you cultivate that mindset where honestly like this is our own purpose and sometimes it's really difficult to do ibadah alone so doing it with the people around you makes it so much easier inshallah but it also makes it really fun like you know alhamdulillah right now one of me and my best friend like we're doing like tafsir together every single day or we try our best to do it every single day and it's so nice like we'll be on the phone to one another we won't even talk but we'll have our headphones in and we're doing our own tafsir like we'll watch the same tafsir video we'll make notes and then we'll take pictures of it and send it to one another after and it's the most peaceful thing ever even though we're not talking at least i know that there's somebody in my environment that is doing the same thing as me and even if they're not doing the same thing but they're still doing something that pleases allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is the beauty of it that's encouragement that's the motivation you need in your environment to keep going okay you need to see what you want from your environment you want an environment that allows you to stay motivated get people that are motivated to strive as you because it makes it easier 
Number six, and that is to create a peaceful home environment by minimizing clutter and chaos. Now, believe it or not, right, we have this mental environment and we have this environment where we picture how we want things to be. And that's obviously including your friends and, you know, developing that mindset so that you have that positive environment, but also just physical environment as well to do your ibadah. It is so important that you do your ibadah in a very, you know, clean area, an area that um, doesn't have so much clutter around it. it allows you to have easy access to do your ibadah like for me for example my bedroom is very small but like my bedroom is like my little sacred place because that's like my prayer room in a way prayer room all in one and I actually took out my cupboard to because my room is very small by the way I took out my cupboard I took out my clothing rail and I put down my prayer mat and I have a little like um, what's it called ottoman and in my ottoman I have my like Quran I have all of my ibadah stuff so I can literally like pick up the lid and if I want to read Quran, I'll get my Quran out or I'll get my iPad out and I'll start sitting on my prayer mat. Making it easy access for you to do your ibadah and get closer to Allah and doing the physical things is so important. Another thing is I'll have like a candle in the background or like I'll have like mood lighting, just something to set the scene because that's your physical environment. As soon as you make your physical environment very warming or pleasing to the eye, it kind of makes you feel motivated. Obviously, that shouldn't be the reason why you do your ibadah because you've got a nice aesthetic bedroom or a nice aesthetic prayer area but I'm not gonna lie it helps massively so that's what I've been doing and honestly I love it so much like I'll have my kimar and my abayas next to me as well because it just reminds me of my purpose as a Muslim and having those things around you it allows you to have this visual aid to keep going as well and it's so beautiful Number seven, and that is to practice mindfulness and meditation to reduce stress and anxiety. Now, this has actually helped me massively. Sometimes I don't um, do meditation, but I do a lot of mindfulness. So like maybe I'll just sit and I'll just be quiet and I'll close my eyes or I'll, and I'll have Quran in the background. That's mindfulness, right? And I'll just contemplate on the verses and how beautiful the recitation is. And I'll just start feeding my mind with what the recitation is saying. And it's just so beautiful because everybody's mindfulness will be different to somebody else's. Yours might be, you know, reading. Uh, reading is also another part of my mindfulness routine. I love reading. Also, um, tracing the Quran for me, like it is such a blessing to be able to write the Quran, right? And I've always dreamt about having that opportunity. And Alhamdulillah, um, there's a beautiful a small business called Quran Trace Official. You can find them on Instagram. I've actually done a couple of collabs with them. And it is the best thing ever like they have this beautiful it comes in white or black and it's a quran but it's filled with tracing um the trace of the writing of the quran so then you just trace over it in pen and having that opportunity to write the quran write the words of allah is such a big blessing and what i do i put my headphones in and i'll like listen to quran recitation or whatever surah i'm writing um i'll like listen to it in the background and then i'll just start writing it for an hour and it just like i feel like i'm in my own bubble like a bubble with just me and allah like this physical bubble that i can feel and i love it so much so again it's unwinding your mind down because sometimes your environment can be very hectic like my work environment can be so so hectic that when I come home that is my unwinding time like I don't take any work with me when I get home I always try to do it all at um, work 
But when I come home, have my headphones in and I'll just either read Quran, listen to Quran recitation or just, you know, go easy on myself, close my eyes and I'll write the Quran. So having that, you know, and having like a nice drink besides you is the best thing ever. Like you're looking after your mental self, but you're slowing things down when life gets hectic. You are responsible at, you know, slowing things down in your life when needed. And it's important because we can have ibadah burnout as well. So as a person, you need to have that control of how far you're going to let your ibadah go before you crash so but making sure that you stay um, put and keep doing your obligatory acts of worship every single day and also to prevent ibadah burnout slow your ibadah down when i'm talking about um, ibadah i mean as in the extra ibadah that you do you don't want to go over top if it's overwhelming for you and you need to also be very self-aware of that so again being self-aware of your environment and making sure that you practice these things to make sure that you don't burn out is very important for keeping this constant motivation um, within your environment. Okay, next one is number eight, and that is to avoid gossip and negative talk about others. So honestly, again, this links to what I said with that, with having good friends with good character around you and making sure that you are not surrounded with people who backbite and gossip. And also remember that gossiping is one of the biggest sins guys it's not a minor sin it is a big sin as soon as you gossip about one person and i'm talking about gossiping backbiting it's basically anything that will make that person that you're talking about unhappy if you're saying it behind their back doesn't mean you're, you're saying bad things about them but just anything that they would be unhappy with you sharing okay um so it's important to also realize that all of our good deeds that we have accumulated in our entire life could be wiped away just by committing this one sin and it's important that we stray away from it so again if you are in an environment and the people in your environment could just be your family or friends or whoever if they start talking bad about somebody it is your responsibility it's actually an act of worship for you to tell those people that what they're doing is wrong and if it still doesn't work you need to be the one to get up from that environment and leave leave go back to the environment that you're trying to be better at leave that environment or make it very clear to them that you are not happy with what they are saying and if you once you have that self-control and once you have that self um what's it called self-discipline to actually go against people who do this it makes things so much easier and it allows people to also identify i mean you're not trying to shame them of their sins but it makes it very clear that what they're saying you know they need to stop otherwise allah is gonna send them for it you know very badly and that is something that you want to remove so ensuring that you remove people who backbite slander is so important because you know they could be saying it about you as well you never know why be with people like that okay and it's all about building your character you do not want to be having this good character where that one big aspect of your bad character is your tongue and you want to remove that as much as you can because again you know speaking bad with your tongue can remove all of the good deeds you've accumulated in your life and that's not what you want Number nine, and that is to surround yourself with positive and uplifting people. So making sure that you are also working on your relationships and working on other people. You might, you and your friend might be on the same journey. Like me and my friends are always on the same journey where we want to better our character. So why don't you, you know, ensure that you guys are working on one another and you're motivating one another when times get tough. It's so important to be there for one another when times get difficult. Obviously, you know, seek refuge in Allah and also, you know, 
rely on Allah and seek guidance from Allah but also speak to your friends speak to those who you know will motivate you to go back onto the right path because we're going to have ups and downs in our environment and we need to be aware of that like that is possible so it's important that we recognize that we will have those downs but we need to make sure that we have the right environment of girls and sisters around us who can help us and support us um, and support us in a way that it is relating it to the Quran and the Sunnah number 10 I think I'm on number 10 yeah number 10 and that is to engage in activities that brings you joy and fulfillment now I actually love this um, piece of advice that I've come up with and that is obviously engaging in your own activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. Now I recently did a recorded an episode with Mindful Muslimah Speak, some of you girls may already know her already and inshallah we'll be releasing that episode very soon. But one thing that we really talked about is the fact that alhamdulillah both of us have, you know, we have created the this environment um, like support groups and a platform for Muslim women to find that support and finding that support in one another as well because I grew up without having that um, Muslim sister support and love from a Muslim sister growing up as a teenager and so I thought to myself if you don't have that environment build that environment start building it for other women because you're creating your environment you're choosing the women that are going to enter your environment and obviously that's the women that's you know that shares the same mindset as you and watch how everything flourishes you'll start enjoying yourself a lot more you'll start enjoying the things that you love doing because now that you're creating that physical environment for other women it's also allowing a lot another way um it's also allowing other women to have a space to confide in as well and when you see that it's benefiting other women it only makes you want to strive more because you're doing it for the sake of Allah and remember Allah loves it when we are good to Muslim people and just people around us and that we're beneficent to people as well and last but not least is number 11 and that is to find ways to give back to your community and make a positive impact so again this actually relates to number 10 but also finding ways to give back to your community so again you know go out do charity work if you you know if you want to do charity work you know go on a retreat maybe with Muslim sisters and you know have a whole dedication to you know reading the Quran and implementing the Sunnah in your life make a group chat with other Muslim women around you who also have that same purpose and the same drive to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but also you know helping one another volunteering at a hospital visiting the sick there are so many things that you can do maybe go on a deployment go to another country to help out and distribute you know distribute like food supplies and charity work all of that stuff like feeds into it anything that allows you to bring joy to other people's lives doesn't matter who it is it's the most beautiful rewarding thing that you could ever do and it makes you feel good about yourself and when you start feeling good about yourself and it makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy, just by that, watch how your life changes. You won't even expect it. You know, Allah blesses us in moments where we least expect it. Watch the good that you do to other people, your environment will change massively just because Allah decreed it. So keep that in mind, inshallah. Okay, girls, that is it for today's podcast episode. I really pray you enjoyed this podcast episode because I had so much fun like just creating it and talking about it as well. And it's even inspiring me. Again, everything that I said in this podcast is a big reminder to myself foremost before I share it with you girls. But I pray that it gives you some sort of starting point um, to find yourself as a Muslim woman, inshallah. So please do check out the other um, How to Be a Muslim It Girl episodes that I've created. And inshallah, I will speak to you all very soon. Have a lovely day and take care. Assalamu alaikum.